Well, hello and Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know we're approaching mid-February here, but it is fair to say Happy New Year because this is our first time back with you. We kept things uh, a little quiet after the Grey Cup, just let the offseason play out a little bit, but now it's Dave Rowe. And I'm Jock Wilson, and yes, we are into 2019, and what a year 2019 is going to be as it wraps up with the Grey Cup Championship right here in Calgary. I'm so excited. Yeah, the Calgary Stampeders. Will they be around to try and become the two-time Grey Cup champions? Right now, it is way too early to say. Jock, uh, interesting offseason. I mean, it always is. With the one-year contracts, you always get the ridiculous long lists of free agents out there. But this year, of course, like the the whole X factor is uh, the CBA. And you can add to that from a Calgary Stampeder standpoint, Devon Claybrooks moving over to the BC Lions. And you have to wonder how many of his defensive guys are are, going to go with him. What's going on with Bowley? Levi Mitchell. There's so many questions out there mm-hmm. in terms of the roster. First of all, I just want to get your take. It's been a pretty quiet offseason. Well, I mean, not just for the Calgary Stampeders in terms of re-signing guys, but unless you're the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Bombers have been the only team just yeah. you know out there saying, hey, we like our team. They've been real active re-signing you know, big-name guys like uh, Adam Big Hill. Everyone else, including the Stampeders, have been fairly quiet. The, the offensive line's locked up. Other than that, uh, it's uh, a lot of you know, you know, kickers, special teamers, mm-hmm. a lot of big names still out there. What's your take on what the Stampeders are doing? Yeah, you know, I, I think compared to what other teams have done, like said Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Stampeders are ahead of the curve. As you say, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers probably, you know, number one right now with re-signing a lot of their players. You know, but the Calgary Stampeders, you know, they've taken care of that offensive line. You still don't know about the, the, the tackle, the right tackle position. You know, Spencer Wilson, I'm not convinced he is going to be back with the Calgary Stampeders this year because he did take a secondary role last year. But it was good to see the offensive line sign. It was good to see, you know, the kicking trio re-signed too. Rob Maver, Rene Paredes, and, and P.L. Caron. Obviously, that's a big part of your special teams moving forward. But the losses certainly hurt. And, and Dave, you know full well. You know, it started with releasing Chris Matthews. Not a big surprise. He mm-hmm. hasn't signed with any NFL team. But then you lose Mark and Michelle and Alex Singleton and Jameer Thurman and James Vaughn. You know, Devon Claybrooks, as you know, goes to the uh, BC Lions as the head coach. And, and here we go with free agency right around the corner, February 12th, 10 a.m. our time. Who is going to follow Devon Claybrooks to BC? To me, that is a very, very big question. Maybe even bigger than the Bo Levi Mitchell, you know, scenario or saga that's uh, that's drawing out here. Because the longer it goes for Bo Levi Mitchell, I'm I'm more convinced he's coming back to Calgary. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent on that. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. Uh, players that we're going to sign in the NFL. I think I've already signed. I mean, if Bo's uh, waiting for some 11th hour fantastic offer out there, that's one thing. But really, mm-hmm. the Stampeders made it real clear to Bo Levi Mitchell's camp. They wanted to know, by the start of free agency, where he stood. You know, are you going to be coming back? Are you going to be going? Because if you're going, we got to start targeting another quarterback with CFL experience. We haven't heard anything yet. No. And with free agency coming up, as you say, next Tuesday, uh, I think it's more and more likely he's going to stick around. And, and we've talked about this a lot, Dave, but the contracts that you have signed in the NFL, and this is not just Calgary, you look at Edmonton, they've lost four players, they're all futures deals, and if you know how the futures deals work in the NFL, these are not guaranteed contracts, this is not upfront money. To my belief, there is no one that is signed mm-hmm. with upfront money, which basically gives you a much better shot at actually making the team. So a futures deal gives you a practice roster spot to go in and compete for a roster spot. So that is not a slam dunk for any of these guys, whether it's Alex Singleton, Jameer Thurman, James Vodders. 
you know, I think Jameer Thurman probably has the best chance to make an NHL, uh, sorry, an, an NFL roster. But hey, we'll see how that works out. These guys all have to compete. And that is what's happening with Bo Levi Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell has offers on the tables. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's quite clear. But he's not going to take a futures deal. He would be stupid to take a futures deal because there would be no upfront money. He needs to be almost guaranteed a number two spot. And, and, and maybe not guaranteed a number two spot, but an opportunity to come in and compete for that number two spot. We all realize that Bo is not going to be a starting quarterback if he goes to the NFL. But he's got to get some upfront money. If he gets upfront money, then I think there is a very good chance he goes to the NFL. But right now, there's not one of those offers on the table. Yeah, I, I look at Alex Singleton uh, with Philadelphia. This is a guy who's a little bit older and has done the NFL dance. So he's not going to be interested in a practice roster spot. He's not going to be interested in becoming a special teamer. If he's not going to be on the roster, I don't think Alex Singleton mm-hmm. is going to want to stick around as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. I guess the one thing I'm hoping for all these guys is just please stay healthy down there because looking at a couple of big names, yeah. uh, Shaq Richardson, Eric Rogers signed NFL deals, torn up knees in training camp and uh, lost. Uh, well, with Shaq, we still don't know what's going on. Eric was able to resurrect his career, but he's another question mark for the Stampeders. He mm. was in a, he was in a lot of pain at the end of the year, and uh, we're still not sure what's going to happen with Eric. No, and and you know what? I, I hope Alex Singleton succeeds. I hope Jameer Thurman succeeds. I hope James Vodders succeeds. Yeah. I, I hope Mark and Michelle succeed. You know, I, that's that's all you hope because you know what great talent you had here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. But the chances of them succeeding is probably in the ten to fifteen percent category because again, yeah. they're on the futures deal that we just talked about. And again, you're not uh, as the old saying goes in the NFL: if you're not somebody's guy. If you're not somebody's draft pick, if you're not somebody's pet project, it is just going to be that much harder for you to break through. That being said, again, these are all quality people right. that I'm hoping that they get real shots. And, and and don't forget, it also means that even if they don't make it, they're not coming back to Calgary until September, you yep. know, and, and that's just the nature of the beast, right? And in a salary cap league, you're going to have to mm-hmm. try to find a way to, well, I mean, look at Adam Big Hill. I think uh, a, a huge reason that Adam Big Hill became a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers coming back from the NFL, BC Lions were planning for life without him and just didn't have the salary cap room to be able to find him. Now Adam has found a home in Winnipeg where he is really, really happy. Back to BC for a moment. We were talking about some of the names that might be headed out to the West Coast. I think the one consensus name is Micah Johnson. Mm-hmm. Micah and Devon Claybrooks uh, have really been tied together for a long time, and I wouldn't be surprised if Micah makes his move. Well, I, I think that's been talked about a lot. What about uh, J- Junior Turner, though, too? Because, mm-hmm. you know, th- there was no question Devon Claybrooks was, you know, a player's coach, and the guys love playing for him. So Micah Johnson, I'm convinced, is going to be a member of the BC Lions, which is going to be a big blow. But, boy, if he takes a Junior Turner as well on that defensive line, that could really, really throw this uh, this organization for a loop and and the other name that I'm hearing that is probably going to end up in BC is Spencer Wilson you know his, his you know again he he wasn't a starter last year he yeah. lost his starting job but boy he is such a depth player on that offensive line for the Calgary Stampeders because he can play so many different positions but his new wife you know she she basically has a job in BC he doesn't mind uh, you know moving to BC and going from that standpoint so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Spencer Wilson ends up with the Lions as well if a fresh get Spencer Wilson back on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for that. Maybe it was just time to move on. Sometimes, you know, what was a fit 
isn't a, a mm-hmm. fit anymore from both sides, from the player side and from the team side. The one guy that I am happy to see back, especially with the departures in the linebacking core, Winton McManus. I mean, mm. McManus, he's following the Stampeder blueprint to linebacking <laughs> success. Come in, be a beast on special teams, a la Duran Mayo, a la Alex Singleton, a la uh, Jameer Thurman, and then move up to a starting role. Winton McManus is ready, I think. Uh, you know, Is he going to be Jameer Thurman? You know, Maybe not quite, but he's going to be uh, he's going to be a very capable outside linebacker. I, I think the other wild card is Corey Greenwood. You yeah, know, Corey Greenwood is a national and mm-hmm. you know a middle linebacker, and could he step in you know for Alex Singleton and, and not change that ratio? That would be a huge huge bonus for this football club moving forward. Corey Greenwood, if he stays healthy, he can play. He has been a starter in this league before and was a great backup last year. So I tell you what, that uh, that's another shrewd move, and you know you've got Brent Mon the new defensive coordinator here. You know, he knows the player. He knows the team. He's been around this organization for 10 years. So I think that's uh, going to be another interesting thing to look at. And J.C. Sherritt is, yeah. is now a coach for the Calgary staff. I, that was one thing I didn't see coming this offseason. Nope, nope, nope. That is going to be, uh, if if, they, <laughs> if you're looking for a shock in Stan Peter offseason news, J.C. Sherritt, the Eskimo guy? I, I but know. again, that was, just, that was just something that came out of nowhere. And I think uh, a great grab for the Calgary Stan Peters because, I mean, if you're a linebacker, you know, you can't look at J.C. Sherrod and say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking exactly about. Exactly right. Exactly so that's right. going to be a real strength there. Uh, questions as well, you know, defensive backfield, even continuing on the defensive line. Jagarrett Davis, we're waiting to find out what's going to be uh, happening with him because if you lose Micah Johnson, all of a sudden Jagarrett Davis's stock goes up. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be a wholesale exodus no. to the West Coast because, again, the B.C. Lions are under salary cap considerations just like the rest of the league. Yeah, no, I I think because Josh Bell is staying, I think your secondary yep. is probably going to be okay because there's a good relationship there. You know, with Emmanuel Davis was a, a big surprise for me last year with the Calgary Stampeders. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he had a great season. You know, Smitty, he just, you know, he's like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better with age. And, you know, even though his body has the miles on it right now, I, I don't see him playing anywhere else other than Calgary. No. You know, so I think you're in pretty good shape in the secondary. Trey Roberson, you know, rookie of the year candidate for the Calgary Stampeders last year. Fantastic. So I think your secondary is going to uh, be Deshaun okay. Deshaun Amos, who uh, uh, looks like a guy yeah, who developed fa- into a player. Fair enough. There, there, there's another one. So secondary, I think you're okay. Linebacking, obviously, you've got some question marks. And the defensive line, depending on what Devon Claybrooks and yep. Ed Hervey do in BC, you know, next week, February the 12th, as we keep talking about that uh, free agent, uh, you know, time in the uh, Canadian Football League. And who, boy, how about uh, that receiving core when you, uh, <laughs> when you take a look at uh, the names out there who haven't signed uh, Juwan Breskison, uh, Lamar Durant, DeVaris Daniels. The mm-hmm. list goes on and on and on. Whoever the quarterback is, is going to need someone to throw to here. Again, is are, are those dominoes that start falling after the bow domino? Well, I, I think that's a great, great question. And, and realistically... I think it's not only the Bo Domino, but the Mike Riley Domino as yeah. well. Because where does Mike Riley end up? You know, Bo, I, I think we're all convinced that if he doesn't go to the NFL, there's only one location he's oh, going exactly, to the football exactly. So Bo is coming. And he's made that clear. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Mike Riley, I think, is even a bigger domino because does he end up in BC? Does he end up in Saskatchewan? Do, you know, where does he end up? And, you know, then you look at some of the other, you know, free agent receivers out there, like Darrell Walker in Edmonton. You know, does he follow the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Because... I think, you know, the top the top I mean, receivers... With Duke Williams taking his shot down at the NFL, talk ex- about another guy's stock who went up in his hometown. Well, ex- exactly right. And so those receivers have to, you know, follow, you know, their best opportunity, not only to win 
championships and get that extra bonus money, but they have to find a quarterback. You know, because hey, if the Calgary Stampeders start the season with Nick Arbuckle as the starting quarterback, look out! It's going to be a tough season. It's going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting season. I, you know, I mean. I hope we don't see it, but I mean, I, I'd be interested to see what Nick Arbuckle could do with the offense because I mean, he showed he showed a couple of things in yeah. limited opportunities last year. Do I want to see Nick Arbuckle as a starting quarterback this year? No, I do not. Right. I'd much rather see Bo Levi Mitchell back uh, in the fold. Well, we talked about it. the The offensive line is almost going to be intact. We don't yeah. know what's going to happen with Randy Richards, but uh, you know, I, I don't think he's got a lot of other opportunities out there. And you know, he's going to have to compete for a starting job not only here in Calgary, mm-hmm. but no matter. It, where he signs, if he signs anywhere else in the uh, in the Canadian Football League. Your running back, you know, situation is very set in Calgary. Don Jackson, obviously, you know, second-year player, you know, another very, Terry very Williams good... Uh, Terry, Terry Williams re-signed with the Calgary Stampeders. So you're pretty, you know, good in that position. You're good in the fullback position. So, again, it's it, it, it really does boil down to Bo, right? You yeah. know, and I can understand why the Calgary Stampeders, you know, wanted to give Bo a little bit of a deadline saying, hey, let's make a decision by February 12th. We're not going to have a new CBA in place by February 12th because my understanding is they're not even going to be talking about a new CBA until early March, which, you know, blows me away. Um, don't quite understand that. Yeah. And, and will that hold back, you know, the decisions by Mike Riley and by Bo Levi Mitchell? Hey, they're going to get paid. They're mm-hmm. going to be the highest paid players in the Canadian Football League. But uh, again, uh, maybe they're getting some pressure from the association saying, guys, hold off a little bit. Let's, uh, let's see what happens. That was the understanding I had going into the yeah. offseason is because, you know, all the quarterbacks, you know, Trevor Harris, uh, you know, they're all represented by the same agent. And they have a gentleman's agreement to not do anything until a new CBA is signed. And again, and it baffles me because if you're not familiar with the process, uh, I confirm this with the commissioner that the league can't do anything to initiate talks. The league has to sit back and wait for its partner, the Players Association, to come forward and say, let's go to the bargaining table. And why they haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have I, I have no idea. I mean, there, there, are, there are some issues out there. Uh, the CFL is in pretty good shape right now. There's not going to be a bonanza. You know, the salary cap's not going to double. But, you know, there needs to be a little more money in the salary cap for the players. Uh, there needs to be some more consideration about long-term health coverage. The Jonathan Hafney case really, you know, outlining that, looking after these guys once they leave the game. But why wouldn't you, mm. you know, you, you know are, do you do you want this thing? Do you want to start this thing late and drag it into training camp? Why don't you want to get the process going? Well, I, the only reason I can see from the Players Association side is the urgency and the pressure it puts on mm-hmm. the owners, because I don't think anybody wants to see a work stoppage. You know, even the last CBA, what, it wasn't ratified until two weeks into the regular, into the, uh, into the uh, preseason, I believe it was. So uh, the urgency, it, it maybe the players feel it will put more pressure on the owners to, you know, give to the demands a little more of the uh, players. And I don't know, the owners are pretty smart people. I, I don't know if they will, uh, they will cave or not. And I, I hope, I hope for sure that we don't see, you know, a work stoppage. And, and I, I think both sides are smarter than, than that, Dave. But uh, we've seen stranger things happen in the world of sport. February 12th, next week, that is the next big day for the Canadian Football League. 10 o'clock in the morning, our time. Mm -hmm. That is when the free agency window officially opens. Are we going to see a swath, a myriad, a cornucopia of signings? (laughs) Maybe not. Uh, You know, the teams are in the same boat. Are they going to have to wait until uh, the CBA negotiations play out? But if you're waiting for some CFL news, if you're hungry for some football news, make sure you're around next Tuesday because we will have whatever we hear on the air. And you know what? 
I see in our future, maybe another podcast we'll have to drop next week, you know, after, you know, on the Wednesday, just to, to dissect some of the things that happen. And maybe there, maybe there'll be no news because of, of the CBA, but I, I think we will see some news for sure. Let's do it next Thursday, the 14th. We'll have a new podcast up. But hey, make sure uh, you let us know what you think about uh, what we're doing here. It's uh, great to be back. Make sure you rate us. If you like what we're doing, tell a friend. Drop us an idea for a future podcast, especially in the off season, because uh, we are looking for ideas. You can catch us on Apple Play, Google uh, Google Play, Apple Podcast, and tune in wherever you get your podcast. Jock Wilson. Thank you very much, Mr. Rowe. And that is the Calgary Stampeder Podcast.